This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible-reading, gun-toting, Air Force veteran, wife and mom, righteously American. Welcome into Stacy on the Right here on Family Vision Media, our host, our podcast host. And we are so excited to be with you. As you're tuning into the program, don't forget to head over to StacyOnTheRight.com or FamilyVisionMedia.org and click the banner ad for Alliance for Shared Health. We would love to help you save up to 70% on your health insurance premiums while giving you a completely biblically-based option for accessing your health care. You keep your doctor, you keep everything that is important to you, and you don't have to worry about funding things that are um, against the Word of God. So thank you so much for joining us today. And it is my pleasure to welcome our guests for today. We have Jesse and John Davis, co-pastors of One City Church, Denver, Colorado. Their website is onecitychurch.co, onecitychurch.co. And you can find the link um, if you're driving right now at listen.stacyontheright.com. In the podcast episode, all of the show notes will be there for you to refer to later. Jesse and John, thank you both for joining us today. Oh, hi, Stacy. Yes, yeah, thank you. We're so glad to be on with you. Yeah. So I was really excited when I saw that Demetrius was connecting us because um, I've been feeling like when I'm when I'm dealing with a lot of things in my life, um, there's so much stress and tension and turmoil and if it's left unresolved, it can almost change our personalities and ruin wow. everything. Like even joyous things, we can't really get into mm-hmm. them because we're just, the turmoil is permeating our society right now. And so I'm I'm wanting to find out from the two of you, because you pastor and you lead other Christians, how do we as Christians, how do we as Americans, how do we as people, moms, dads, sisters, daughters, sons, how do we find joy in the midst of these troubled times? Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, it is, it's a, it's a different season. That's for sure. I think that, um, you know, one thing that, um, for John and I, that I think in this last season, the last, you know, year and a half, it's been so difficult to feel just a continuous pressure and it can make us think that maybe God, um, one of the things we're tempted to feel is that maybe God doesn't keep his promises, you know, um, that maybe God has forgotten his promises. Maybe he's not, you know, um, going to fulfill his promises. I think that's where uh, probably where a lot of people are feeling tempted to think that maybe, you know, he spoke, but he's not going to act. And um, I love it in numbers. It's one of my favorite verses, but it says, you know, God is not man uh, that sh- he should lie or a human being that he should change his mind. Does he not speak and then not act? You know, does he not say and then do? Um, And basically what it's saying is God's not like you and I, like when he says a promise over his children, he's always, he always fulfills it. And I think that the big thing for the believer in this season is um, one thing I always tell people is like, what did God already tell you? You know, what did, what did God already say to you? Did God say you were going to get married? Did God say you were going to have that business? Did God say that you were going to have that child? Did God say that you were going to have joy? Did God? What did God say? Um, what did he already tell you? And then 
I think that in seasons like this, um, there's two things. Number one, trusting that he's going to like fulfill his promise in the middle of your circumstance. And then number two, trusting that you live above your circumstance, right? So like, even in, I just finished reading The Hiding Place, which I don't wow. know if you, uh, yeah. but John and I have been reading with our team at One City. We've been reading The Hiding Place, which is about Corey Ten Boom. Um, for those of you who don't know her story, she hid Jews in World War II and um, saved uh, countless lives during World War II, um, but then was sent to a concentration camp uh, because of it. And um, I just was so taken by how this woman lived above her circumstance. Yeah. Like she had joy in the concentration camp. <laughs> you know, I, I, you read about it and it's throttling really. It's just amazing. Um, and you know, um, in the word, it says that we are seated with Christ and that's not a metaphor. We're actually, you know, I mean, this is a big verse for JD and I, right? Um, like we're seated at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus. And, you're actually living above your circumstance right now. So it could be you've lost your business. It could be that um, politically, you know, you're feeling just pressed in um, that maybe circumstantially things are just, they, they're not letting up, you know, it's just constant pressure. Um, but, you know, the two things that we know is number one, God keeps his promises and the circum he's able to change the circumstance like he really is. Number two, even if he doesn't change the circumstance, he places you in him um, above your circumstance. And, um, you know, I think this year, the joy of the Lord is our strength has been a big verse for us. Like, um, and it's cool when a verse goes into your heart really deep. And, um, and yeah, for your viewers, I just would say, man, if that, if something's dragging you down, just, um, you know, spend, spend some time shutting everything off and just get one word from him, you know, um, shut down everything and just sit with him because he's not, he's not taken off guard by any of this. He's not taken off guard by our circumstances about where our country's heading. Although it's probably informing a lot of our decisions right now, you know, the way that we're deciding to raise our children, the way that we're deciding to send our kids to school, you know, like it's probably informing a lot of what we do right now, but it doesn't need to inform our emotions and God, God, God alone really should be the one informing our emotions. And so, um, those are, those are kind of things that have guided me recently. He keeps his promises, Stacey. He keeps his promises. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so we need reminding of that, just like our kids need reminding that we love them or that, you know, we're going to pick them up at a certain time or that, you know, something we said we were going to do for mm -hmm. them that we're still going to do it. We as God's children need those same reminders. And when we hear them um, from a place of authority, such as, you know, from pastors such as yourselves, it is comforting and it kind of lifts us up and it can and it can help us put things in perspective. Because when you're saying, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That is a great verse, but sometimes you hear it and you're like, okay, you know, I don't feel strong. I don't, I don't feel joyous. I don't feel anything. But then mm -hmm. you mentioned God keeps his promises, that God does not lie. He cannot lie. Um, and that we're seated with Christ. That That's a, a whole bevy of great mm -hmm. verses for us to meditate on because that's how it gets into us, isn't it? It's, it's not just hearing it. It's meditating on it. It's chewing on it. It's really right. absorbing that word. And right. then it becomes real to us. 
so true. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I just, I, I do think it's a difficult time, but I also think, I don't know, God's really, God, God's really encouraged uh, me. And I think our church recently and in this last year that, that um, he really is true. Like you said, you know, like um, our daughter really, really wanted this microphone. She's six years old, really wanted this microphone. And I told her when she earned enough money, we'd go get it. And so she's been, she forgets sometimes, right? She forgets that I told her that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, because it's been months now. I mean, it's been nine months since she originally wanted this microphone at Target. And um, she got a really good week of school um, a couple weeks ago and got a bunch of stars in her class. And so she earned um, a few more dollars. And so I said, hey, let's go to the store. And and uh, and she had forgotten about the microphone. She had even like forgotten that she asked for the microphone. She'd forgotten that she wanted the microphone. And she'd forgotten that I'd promised her the microphone if she if she earned enough money. Right. So. So we get into the store and she's kind of looking around all of a sudden she gets to the microphone and she looked at me and she goes, do I have enough money now? And I was like, yeah, baby. And she was like, can I get it? I mean, she was kind of like in disbelief. And I was like, yeah, baby. Like, that's why we're here is to get you the microphone. And she played with it all day yesterday and she was so stoked. And I think too, it's one of those, I, it's it's really cool because it's one of those presents that's going to sit with her for a long time because she worked hard for it. She waited on it. And, and it's something that I told her she was going to get. And then she, and then she got, and I think, I think right now, if I had to guess where a lot of Christians are, are in between the promise and the promised land in between like God saying it and God doing it, um, you know, and he will do it. He will do it. But, uh, but, you know, like, like I said, my daughter, you know, a month ago probably totally forgot that, that we were going <laughs> to, we were going to give her it, you know, that she, she had a microphone in waiting, you know, just was going to take a little bit of time to earn enough money, you know, but um, I think that's like, I, I think that's a whole bunch of us right now that um, I've seen God answer crazy promises in my life. John and I have seen God do incredible things. We've seen him heal people. We've seen him uh, give us, give us breakthrough in ministry, uh, increase ministry, uh, uh, save people, financial breakthroughs, financial miracles. He's done it all. And, but, but the in-between is when we're most tempted to dig up his promises and maybe think that we got it wrong, you know? Maybe he didn't say that. Maybe he's not that good. And that's just not true. He really is that good. Yeah. I would add, too, you know, I haven't shared much yet, but I would add that, you know, as pastors, we are um, put in the same place where we have to process our emotions. We see what's going on in our society. We see, um, you know, the effects of a fallen world and... um, you know, we're confronted with that. We're not like as pastors, just kind of like, um, you know, separate from that. And we don't have to process that. And I'm reminded of, you know, Jesus said that we would have to work out our faith with fear and trembling. And I think over the last year Hmm. for us, we've worked out our faith. Our faith has been put to the test and we've had to process like, are you enough, God? Like, Jesus, are you enough for me? Um, if, if everything goes south, you know, if everything goes bad, if everything becomes, 
unbearable, which I think we could all say at moments last year that it was unbearable. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, being full-time parents and full-time, you know, workers and teaching your kids at home and never getting outside and um, seeing political unrest. And so um, for us, like our faith has definitely been worked out during yeah. this season, wondering, you know, how can we lead our church and bring joy, but at the same time, know like, gosh, my heart is like break, broken mm-hmm. right now for our world. Yeah. Um, you know, and Jesus didn't promise us that it would be easy. Um, and I think that yeah. as pastors, that's hard because we want to try and make things tangible for people. It's going to be easy. It's going to be great. Like it's going to work out and mm-hmm. have this like, you know, power of positive thinking. But sometimes we need to be like, no, this is hard. Like, I got to be honest, church, you know, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Jesus said that there would be trouble in this world, but to take heart that he has overcome the world. And that's just a reminder to us that my hope, my faith, my peace, my joy is found in Jesus. It's found um, in the kingdom to come and and, and a life with him. And um, I can have that now in the midst of really difficult circumstances. but it's not without fear and trembling. It's not without processing like, wow, how are we going to overcome? How are we going to move through? And um, he's already done that. And we just get to trust him and receive from him. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and those are all, the, this is the thought process we have to go through because you've just outlined, both of you, how, um, well, first of all, our kind of reception to having everything in our lives change. And I kind of go back to now our kids are a little bit older. So I remember my kids being with me all the time, like 24 seven, they would be touching me all day. By the time my husband got home from work, he, you know, he would just want a kiss on the cheek or something. And I almost, you know, recoil because I'm like, I've, I've been in physical contact with human beings all day long. I can't do it. Not one more touch. I just can't touch anyone else. And so I remember that when they were really small. And then when they got a little older, they started going to school. And if they would have a snow day, you know, I'd have them all day or there, there'd be the teacher in service. They have the, uh, you know, so you have your parent teacher conference and then the half a day off for the in service day. So you have basically almost five days with your kids straight. And at the end of that, I'd be so tired. And I remember uh, an older later at, lady at church saying, oh, you know, you guys, get so tired if you have to have your kids with you 24 hours a day for more than three or four days at a time. Um, if you don't have activities planned for all of that, but she said, remember it it used to be that your kids are with you from sunup to sundown. And don't forget what God's word says about, you know, training your child up in the way they should go. You speak to them about me in the morning and the midday at lunch at dinner before they go to bed. And she said, how can you do that if your kid is always with someone else? And I was like, Whoa, okay. So because our kids were in, public school, right? So they're not even with Christians. And so that kind of stuck with me, like whenever they're with me, I have to be pouring into them. And the big lesson Mm -hmm. from last year, because all of our kids, the two college age ones came home, and our daughter for the remainder of the end of the year, even though she was a junior, she zoomed into class. So they were home all day. And I was just so 
happy with it. Like I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, everyone's here. Everyone's doing school from home. Everyone's Zooming in. It's like I said, mm-hmm. anyone can go to school or college um, remotely, but no one believed me. And now here it is, Lord. I was right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, after a while, the newness wore off and they were a little annoyed with me because I'm a talker. Oh, yeah. I like walking into rooms and starting off into whatever's on my mind. And they're like, I'm um, yeah. Zooming in here or I'm, um, you know, studying something or taking a test so that we finally got used to me basically talking my way through the whole house all day long. I had to stop doing that. But we had a really special time where we were all together and we just, we made it work. And so I, I wonder if there's not a lesson from God in this for us that through the pandemic, we are with our family and we're with our kids and that it's okay. We we don't have to be enjoying each other every minute for it to be godly or for it to be what he has for us. Wow. So good. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I think that's the biggest thing that has come out of this too. I don't know where all your listeners are at, but for us, it's been a really big wake up call about what we want our kids to learn. And, you know, cause they were in public school and we made some financial sacrifices to put them into, you know, Christian schools. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of listeners, they're maybe thinking, you know, maybe we homeschool now, maybe we go a different route now. And I think that, like you said, raising them and that they morning, noon, night, like spending that time, even if it's not like you said, like not happy all the time, (laughs) you know, that they know, I think for John and I, huh, what you say that, that they know God. Yeah. And I, I think they want, you know, our children deserve to experience the highs and lows of life with us. That if we're always, and this is for pastors too, if we're always presenting to everyone, like, I've got everything together. Yeah. And this is, the, this is, you know, I've got to put on a face. Well, you're not being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being being vulnerable with our kids in, in the good times, the bad times, the highs, the lows, like, has drawn us closer. It's taught us to be better parents. It's taught us to be better listeners. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and life goes on even in the midst of difficulty. Like, we decided to start our church last November. Yeah. Um, we had a child <laughs> August. Yeah, we, we had, had our third child last in, August. Yeah, in pandemic. It was and people would just look at us and kind of cock their head like, wait, like, are you really doing this? Because shouldn't you put everything on hold right now? And, you know, and it's like, no, we're doing what God asked us yeah. to do. You know, we're being obedient and we're figuring this out just like everyone else is figuring this out, you know, how to have a new normal, whatever. And, yeah. you know, God's faithful yeah. uh, to to follow through and Yeah, Yeah, we're blessed. Yeah. And I yes, you are. (laughs) You are because having a baby right now is it's a bomb to your soul. Um, Having access to a baby right now is a bomb to your soul because we have a baby in Bible study that I have just made best friends with. And she and I (laughs) once a week, I get to see her. And I, I love spending time with her because she she basically kind of sucks all of the kind of old feelings that I have about myself because my kids are teenagers. And I feel the some of what I felt when my kids were small and because she, she can't talk and she's, you know, obviously she's very innocent. It allows me to detach from everything else and just spend time babbling with her or, you know, mm-hmm. letting her examine something. And um, I think there's, you know, for people who are young enough and are having babies, this is the season. I say, don't, don't pull back on that during the pandemic, have the right. baby that you've been, you know, if if you can have a baby because, uh, pandemics aren't going to slow down or stop or go away. 
because we're waiting on them to so we can do our lives. And God, if he's going to give you a baby right now, that is the biggest blessing you can get your hands on. So go for it. And then all the other things, too, like I I, I see people saying, well, should I should I forge ahead with this idea or this business? And every, if I'm nearby, I always say yes. Like, yeah, yeah, do it. I mean, unless God is saying put the brakes on it. Why would the pandemic yeah. or the politics be a good reason not to forge ahead with yeah, a great right. idea or something you've been working yeah. on? Um, so I, I think, you know, the testimony here is the two of you are living through the pandemic. <laughs> that's Heck that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, we, are. we really are. And, and you know, I agree, man, because think about it. Some of your listeners are probably some of the most ingenuitive, the most creative, the most forward thinking, positive thinking people, I would assume. And so that's the kind of businesses we need. Yeah, That's the kind of churches we need. That's yeah. the kind of. Uh, people we need kind of taking ground right now, right? Like mm-hmm. um, people that are like, you know what, come, come, come what may, like, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to pursue what's been put in my heart. And because here's what's crazy about when you pursue the promise of God is it actually releases other people to do the same. It's not just about you. So good, when, man. when you do your show, Stacy, it releases other people into what God has for them. You know, when they step out and they start that roofing business or they start their homeschool business, or I don't know, you know, whatever it is, like um, they decide they're going to stay home and raise their kids that releases other people into what, what they're able to do. That's every, that, that happens over and over and over again in the Bible. When we step into what God has for us, um, it releases the people around us to do the same. And that's what America needs right now is just mm-hmm. people stepping into promise. Well, and, and so we don't even know the kind of influence we're having. And I hope that, you mm-hmm. know, there, I, I don't believe in accidents or, or, you know, happenstance. So I know the fact that the conversation has gone in this direction means someone's going to listen to the podcast who needs to hear that it's still the time. Now is still the time, even though, you know, the circumstances around our world look so chaotic and so it, it almost feels hopeless unless you know the giver of all hope. Then you know, okay, this looks bad, but I'm not supposed to deal with what I can see. The scene is just a fraction of what is going on. And the unseen is where God operates and does his very best work. So, you know, by the time you get to the store and you say, is it time, Lord? Is it time for my microphone? You know, he's like, yes, it's time. Come on, let's get this microphone and let's get home and do some singing or whatever you're going to do into this thing. That is what he's saying to us. Don't 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 wait for the day when we actually drive up to the store. Keep operating like the microphone is coming. And we need that encouragement. Yeah, it's coming. These things are coming to us. Uh, The kingdom of God is at hand. So we have to be out there, like you said, putting the example forward for other people. Because I, you know, you you never know what's going to encourage someone. I almost am surprised when someone says, oh, that encouraged me when you said, you know, something. And I'm thinking, oh, I I didn't feel encouraged at all when I was talking about that. But I'm glad you got something out of it. And then it's the same for me. Someone will say something. I'll think, wow that just went into me. Okay. You know, I feel good about that. That person may never know that they encouraged me Mm -hmm. because, you know, of the way that I heard whatever they said, but that is what God has us here to do, to encourage each other and to lead by example and to demonstrate Mm -hmm. our faith in him by always taking the next step. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm encouraged by, by your show and I'm yeah. sure, you know, I know we're, we're both very encouraged. It's encouraging to hear people that are grounded in faith. 
um, engaging in the political spectrum. And um, so it's encouraging to us. So I know, I know that, uh, you know, um, we just need more people to, to be behaving that way, you know? Um, I think for the believer, for the Christian, you know, that's hearing this, like, this is not the time to shrink back, Mm -mm. you know, this is not the Mm -mm. time to, to go in, to go into hiding and say, like we're saying, you know, put that dream on hold, put that decision on hold. Um, because the world is watching, our neighbor, our neighbors are watching, right. you know, we speak more with our neighbors now during this, this time in our history than we True. probably did yeah. before, yeah. because we're all always here, you know, so it, it, God, God is making these opportunities, mm-hmm. even though it seems like all the opportunities are gone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's our, our time to seize those mm-hmm. yeah. and move forward. Yeah, Definitely. And it might be that the encouragement that people need right now is to just go back to church, um, to just, you know, get back out there because they were encouraged yeah. to stay in. And now we're seeing that. The, so we were waiting for flattening the curve, slowing the spread and the elimination right. of the COVID-19 virus. Well, if it's going to be around like the flu was um, and it's not going away, then that means we have to get back to life. There's no more waiting that we need to do. And in my opinion, when when we make that decision is when things change. It's not the circumstances that change. It's us. We say, okay, I'm going back to church. It's it's as simple as saying I'm going back to church every Sunday the way I did before this this happened. Um, I'm I'm going to start having Bible study at my house or, or meeting with Bible study again. You know, I waited. I thought I thought I could wait this out. It's not going away. I'm going back to life. Um, you might get some resistance from that, but just push through it because. The, the thing that we have not had over these past months is the body of Christ in unison. Yeah. What we had right. in 2019 was right. every Sunday. It's really from Friday afternoon all the way through Sunday night. There was some church in America where people were gathered together, yeah. arms yeah. lifted, voices lifted, singing praise to God, which is where we're, that's where we fight our battles. When we praise, we li- we give everything over to God. We praise him and he fights our battles for us. We get, basically give up on any hope of us fixing it. We give to that's him right. our praise and he fixes our problems. Well, America had that disrupted last year. Yeah. Huge portions of the body of Christ were silenced and the enemy was given free reign to run around and do his worst. And we saw what that looked like. And it wasn't yeah. it wasn't 100 percent. There were still some churches meeting, but we were severely depleted in our praise, yeah. our worship, our gathering together, right. the saints. Yeah. And I believe the results are evident of that. And so oh, one of the girl. biggest steps uh-huh. we can take is just to get back in the pew Every Sunday without fail, the way we used to, the way it was like, unless unless I'm, I feel like I'm going to the hospital, I'm just taking myself to church. And it, since right. people are wearing masks, you might as well just go if you don't feel great. Just take a couple aspirin, put your mask on, go to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and and truly, there's a lot of people. You know, we when we planted one city, when we launched one city, the cases were going up in Denver. So, you know, everybody was shutting their doors. I'm not kidding. Everybody was shutting their doors again for the second time when we, when we launched and I looked at John and I was like, we're doing this. Like we need to, we need God now. Like we need praise now. We need hope now. (laughs) We don't need it six months from now. Whenever, when circumstantially everything's fine. 
And so we launched November 22nd. Was, I mean, that right, was right around Thanksgiving when in our was state, down. they like, were like, don't travel, don't travel, inside, don't go anywhere, don't get together with your don't family. Yep. Yeah. And we, we went for it. And I just was like, because, because this is it. This is when people need this. This is, mm-hmm. this is what people need. Yeah. And we, I mean, I think that's our personality, though. <laughs> we were like, come get us. Yeah, like, come, come shut us down. Yeah. Like, we were just like, you know, and uh, and it was awesome. I mean, we have had, um, I love our team. Yeah. I love what God's doing. We've had baptisms. We've seen people come to Christ. It's just been beautiful. And I think that, you know, we were right in the heart of Denver. We were in the middle of the homeless population, and we um, serve the homeless. You know, I think for us, it's like, um, you know, now today is the day of the Lord, like it's today. And, you know, um, there's going to be other people, the moment you step out and you look for community, other believers that are, you know, praising and worshiping him, you're going to see that you're not alone. Um, that's why we go to church is to realize we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not alone in our circumstances. We're not alone in our faith, you know? So. Yeah. And, and we go there because, you know, God has put messengers like yourselves, the pastors of the flock are there to give us a message, to give us something that is meant to fill us back up and sometimes rebuke us. Come on. Sometimes we're sitting there like, oh, how did, how did she even know to preach about that today? Cause I'm, <laughs> I, that's, that's hitting me right, right in between the shoulder blades, but you're sitting there and you're like, well, Lord, I know you meant for me to hear it. Cause I'm sitting here burning. I feel like something's happening to me. Um, and so you're, you're getting that. But the other thing you get is you look around and sometimes, you know, it's it's me. I'm the one who's weeping. Other times it's someone near you who's weeping and you realize that that person's going through something. And in that moment, you're truly the body of Christ because right. you're, you feel sympathetic. You feel like, oh, Lord, whatever they're going through, you know, I just pray that that the resolution would come. You that is the body of Christ. And we cannot forsake assembling together, which is what the, his word is very clear about that. And anytime we do, the enemy is rejoicing and we can't have him getting any ground from us. God did not leave us right. here to give him ground. He gave, he left us mm-hmm. here to disciple others into the kingdom and to tend the garden. That's right. And that's a full-time job. And so we can't do our work right. without first going in and getting our instructions, which happens when we gather together on Sundays or Saturdays, or if you're a Friday night person, I'm, I'm not married to any mm-hmm. time of the week, but it's supposed to be that it's a regular routine the same as you don't yeah, not yeah. brush your teeth you you don't not go to church you just have to go there right. <laughs> you know right. so um i'm so glad we were able to have this conversation i feel like there's you know many people who will be encouraged by it and have something to, mm-hmm. that they can share um and i, I just want to give the website for your your newly planted church it's just so exciting that in the middle of the pandemic when others were shutting their doors, you said, ah, but we're going to open some doors right here. Amen. We're doing this. Um, that That is, to me, what God will bless. Um, so it, the website is onecitychurch.co, onecitychurch.co. Jesse and John Davis, co-pastors of One City Church in Denver, Colorado, doing the work of the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much, Stacey. It's so good to talk to you. All right. I want to share a little bit more detail about my advertiser, Alliance for Shared Health. Um, the banner ad is at familyvisionmedia.org and also at stacyontheright.com. 
And this is the epitome of people who wanted to do God's will and offer health sharing ministry to Christians so they don't have to participate in the things that Obamacare pays for. Namely, um, you know, we're talking about abortion coverage and things like that that are not God's word. And so you want something that costs less, but provides the same access that you have with your health insurance plan through your employer, or maybe you don't have an employer anymore. Well, this is the opportunity. And you can also just have a catastrophic plan, um, or you can have a full service plan. So you can actually access a virtual care provider at zero cost. You can pick up prescriptions from the pharmacy using the share prescription card. You can order expensive lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 60 to 80%. And this is all conveniently accessed on your phone via the share mobile app. So not only is ASH helping U.S. residents break free from government-controlled health care, but ASH is an international health share ministry. One dollar per household per month connects members to its East African health share predecessor, where thousands and thousands of lives are being saved through the ASH-funded pediatric hospital in the remote villages. So open enrollment is here. You do not have to choose Obamacare. You can save 50 to 70 percent on your monthly premiums and make a difference in the lives of so many in need. Reach out to Ash today by clicking the banner ad at stacyontheright.com or familyvisionmedia.org. And it has been such a pleasure to be with you. And I'll be back with you again, Lord willing. God bless and look up. Our encouragement draws nigh.